When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So today I want to talk about a report that I saw recently regarding how much gold German households own and the fact that basically they they own a lot and that they've actually been buying a lot as well. In fact, as this article points out, this is from news.com.au. This is research that was done by the Steinbeis Research Center for Financial Services. And their research found that private individuals hold somewhere around 8,918 tons of gold in total, up from 246 tons from 2016. Now, these surveys, these estimates are based on surveys of 2,000 different households, which is a pretty small sample. And, and I get it. You know, statistically speaking, that might be a large sample. I'm not sure. But, but when you're really trying to account for how much gold or how much of these types of assets the broader population owns, I'm not so sure if we ever can have a good uh, sense of, of just how much it is. But uh, almost 9,000 tons, that number surprised me. In fact, that's just shy of the amount of, of, of tonnage that the U.S. government claims to hold uh, at, at Fort Knox and elsewhere. That is more than what China has on their official uh, PBOC holdings. That's more than Russia. That is a lot of gold. But again, going back to what do they mean by that, I get picky about this. Because when, I, when I'm here on this channel and I say, you know, I made another purchase. I'm, I'm actually getting ready to make a purchase uh, next uh, what, Monday, I think. Uh, but when I say I'm buying silver, I'm stacking silver, what am I talking about? Do you guys assume that when I say I'm buying silver, I own silver, I mean that I own SLV shares? When I say I stack silver, do you assume that I mean I am buying silver and having it warehouse for me? In, in Singapore or Hong Kong or, or Toronto or something like that? Or when I say I stack silver, that I then bring it to my bank and put it in a safety deposit box? No, no, you guys don't assume that. What you guys assume, and rightfully so, is that when I say I stack silver, when I buy silver, I'm talking about the physical kind. Physical, which is important, and I hold it in my own possession, which is just as important as well. And this article kind of talks about where these Germans actually hold their gold. And, and I think the, the, the truth of the matter is that it's, it's not what you and I would consider gold holdings by any means. Um, and, and really makes me wonder about this overall number of just shy of 9,000 tons of gold, which again is a massive amount. Uh, to put that in perspective, China... Uh, they're, they're, the People's Bank of China is quite a bit less than that. But but if you add in uh, the, the total amount of gold that they have between maybe sovereign wealth funds uh, and, and other gold holdings that are, are similar, you know, a large corporation that could easily be nationalized or by the government itself, you know, numbers are probably upwards of 20,000 tons. And this is China, a huge holder of gold, huge hoarder of gold. And, and private individuals in Germany, which is a large population, but considerably smaller economy, considerably smaller uh, population than, than China, that number surprised me. So it goes on to say, nearly three quarters of all Germans said they held gold, either in jewelry, coins, 
or investment vehicles such as uh, Zetra Gold or the Frankfurt Stock Exchange or EU or UX Gold in Stuttgart. So that really is problematic to me. So first of all, jewelry. Do Germans buy gold jewelry like Indians do? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Are there Germans out there that buy gold jewelry with the intent of using it as wealth preservation? I'm sure there's some out there, but as a whole, no. It's 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 decorative. It's it's ornamental. It it maybe has some status to it, but but they're not. I, I imagine buying it in the same quantities as as a, a country like India. In fact, you know, the World Silver Survey recently released this regarding silver, and we could look at what it is for silver. I'm sure the the if some uh, similar gold survey, and we can check how much gold jewelry Germans are buying. Um, I I really you know, with the exception of maybe India. I kind of shy away from saying that jewelry is what I would consider really investing in gold. Unless you're buying it low premium and you're buying it as a wealth preservation technique, eh, not so much, not so much. It's gold, but are you really are you really holding it for the same reasons? Coins, I'd assume bars as well. But then this is the problematic part. Investment vehicles. Zetra Gold on the Frankfurt Stock Exchange. Sorry, maybe I, earlier I said end Frankfurt. On the Frankfurt Stock Exchange, or UX or EUX, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, gold in Stuttgart. Now, what is that? So, actually, what I did is I actually looked up the Zetra gold. Now, I looked up this EUX gold as well. Their prospectus and some other uh, kind of, namely the prospectus, which is, I think, a PDF format is which I what I get it in, is in German. I don't read German. However, uh, Zetra gold has a English uh, prospectus, which helps us out. A ton. So I kind of want to break this down and, and talk about why when, when you buy these types of products, whether it's Zetra Gold or I'm sure if you look at the prospectus for things like like uh, GLD or something similar to their prospectus, uh, as well as many of these other types of, of paper products, uh, the truth of the matter is that no, you don't hold in your physical possession and, and your claim on that gold is very tenuous. It's It's hardly set in stone. So... This is going through the prospectus, and this is in particular what I'm looking at here, Section D, Risks. Now you can go to their website and you can find this for yourself. You can find all these other prospectuses or similar uh, documents for all these other uh, types of, of securitized golds uh, uh, holdings. But basically, holders are exposed to the risk of insolvency and thus over-indebtedness or illiquidity of the issuer, i.e. a temporary or final inability to meet its obligations in due time. <laughs> That's a problem. Okay, like red flags going off. If they go bankrupt guess who's at risk? The holders. Not of the gold, but of the notes that give them a claim on the gold. Now, they do state at some point in this prospectus that that's what the notes are. They are a claim on the gold. But as we read on here, you got to really understand what they mean by that. Okay? The following events in respect to these assets may adversely affect the ability of the issuer to fulfill its obligations under the notes. Number one, the physical gold held in custody on behalf of the issuer by the depository agent is subject to a risk of loss due to forces of nature or human acts. So theft or, or I don't know, a bomb goes off in their vault or whatever. Okay. Any failure by the debtor or of the, the gold delivery claims to satisfy the gold delivery claims will be presume, presumably adversely affect the ability of the issuer to fulfill its obligations under the notes. So if, if I, I interpret this as... As if they can't get the gold, um, they're going to have a hard time fulfilling the obligations. The claims of the holders under the notes are unsecured. Unsecured. Securitized gold, but they're unsecured. And rank pari passu, uh, Latin I'm assuming, 
I googled it. It basically means on the same footing with claims of other creditors of the issuer so that there is the risk that such other creditors of the issuer may take recourse uh, recourse to, to such assets to satisfy their claims against their issue. I know this is dry, but but I, I'm going to sum this up for you guys here in a second. Now, <clears throat> it goes on to talk about uh, no correlation with the gold price. No rights or beneficial ownership to the gold. The purchasers of the notes will require only the rights securitized by the notes. Purchasers of the notes will not acquire any title to or security interests or beneficial ownership in the physical gold held in custody on behalf of the issuer. An investment in the notes does not constitute a purchase or other acquisition of gold. So going back to that question, do they really own gold? At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This would say, no, this is not an investment. When they buy these notes, it does not constitute a purchase or acquisition of gold. Simply a claim on that gold. Now, again, why am I talking about this? Uh, why is, is, is this a problem? Well, what I want to go up here and, and show you is, and I'll define this here. They're talking about um, the the uh, securitization of this, I guess, uh, ranking in the notes. This is what, what the holder of these notes is, is under. Um, the obligations under the notes constitute unsecured and unsubordinated obligations of the issuer ranking Prairie Passu with all other unsecured and unsubordinated obligations of the issuer. You are an unsecured creditor. So, so to, to put this in, in layman terms, you have unsecured and you have secured creditors. When, when you're talking about a financial, let's say a corporation, okay? Let's say you are a, I don't know, let's say you make toothpaste, okay? You're a company that makes toothpaste, okay? And, and in order to start your operations and to fund them at some point in the future or maybe build a new factory or something like that, you go out and you ask for loans. And, and either you're looking at a unsecured loan, unsecured creditor, which you might might come in the form of bonds, or some company might be issuing some sort of a secured loan, secured making them a secured creditor. So the bonds, okay, you're going to issue these bonds at a given yield, you know, five percent, let's say, and you're going to promise to pay the yield on that, over, you know, at the given time span, you know, a couple of years, five years, ten years, whatever, to the people that are then buying the bonds. But if you go belly up, they're unsecured, meaning, yeah, they might get, you know, as far as bankruptcy filings or, or uh, restructuring or whatever, they might get paid, but there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee that they're going to get paid. And, and there's otherwise no recourse, really. The, the, the assets are just not there. The dollars or euros or whatever are just not there. But then you have secured creditors. This is a company that says, yeah, you know what? We will... We see we want to you know build a new factory, expand your operations to, to, to make more toothpaste. And, and they say, all right, we're going to issue this loan with the understanding that if you are unable to pay back the loan, we can repossess the factory or repossess a, a, a certain piece of your, your assets. They're secured creditors. If they 
lose if 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 they are not paid back, they have some sort of recourse. They're they're not left holding the bag, right? They're not the bag holder. And so this is kind of what relates to um, these gold holdings. If some unforeseen circumstance, if let's say, uh, I don't know, this is going to sound really conspiracy minded, but but what if Zetra Gold and 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 the firms that they may be hired to to store this gold for them? Operate on a fractional reserve system. This is crazy, right? Fractional reserve system? That would never happen. But, but uh, indulge me here. What, what if this happened? What if they have, you know, uh, a thousand tons, right? Um, on contracts stored at such and such uh, vaults, a uh, uh, bullion holder, okay? And, and, and this bullion holder actually doesn't have a thousand tons. Or maybe they're storing like, Supposedly five thousand tons, but they only have a thousand tons, and 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 you know because they contract out to all these other types of similar things to seats or gold or to other types of of, of uh, maybe individual investors, and so they're banking on the fact that whenever somebody wants their gold, it's going to be a small amount of their overall gold holdings, and so they can meet those obligations, right? And this is similar to like fractional reserve banking. Fractional reserve banking relies on the fact that more than, no more than just a few percentage of, of the overall uh, depositors at the bank are ever actually going to ask for their money. But what happens if you have a situation like on a, It's a Wonderful Life, uh, that's the, the old uh, Christmas movie, and, and, and I forget the guy's name. Uh, he, he has a bank, right, a small bank, and he's kind of, you know, there's a big villain with a big bank, and, and people come asking for their money, and he basically says, you don't understand, we don't have the cash, it's it's tied up, it's whatever, uh, it's a bank run, and, and the people say, no, we want it now, and so so somebody comes up there, and they're like, I want my full account, and he's like, well, you gotta understand, like, can you just take a quarter of it for now, and we, you know, meet me halfway, and, and it ends up being a happy story, uh, but what happens if, if every single person in line wants their cash and they're not willing to budge, if they're calling out this bank and saying, no, I, I, you know what? If I'm only taking a quarter of it now, there's no guarantee that this bank will exist tomorrow. And so I want all of it now. Same thing goes for this gold. What if it's operating on a fractional reserve system? How hard would it be to do that? Okay. And that's why this is important. Plus, you got to wonder about the other uh, financial issues within this company, the exposure to other assets or just wrongdoing, uh, fraud, etc., etc. Like, there's a thousand and one reasons why this could go wrong and why being an unsecured holder of these notes, these notes are unsecured, that's, that's a problem. So going back to this original article, do they really hold gold? In that case, absolutely not. Again, the EUX, Gold and Stuttgart, I wasn't able to find their, or I found their prospectus, but it was in, in German. The Rice Bank survey also found that 39% of Germans chose to keep gold in safe deposits at a bank. Now, I'd like to hear from you guys. What's worse? Choosing to keep their gold in a safe deposit bank, at their local bank, maybe, or buying some, some Zetra gold shares. You know, I would argue that that a safe deposit bank, as much as I don't like the idea, is better. It's better, okay, because there's actually physical gold. You know, it's there. But but again, you, you also have to ask the question of, you know, do these banks have an obligation to know what type of gold they have on hand or, or sorry, what type of assets their their depositors are actually keeping in these, these safes? And if push them to shove, if, if the bank closes, 
or if they have some reason to, to bail in the bank or they need to, to seize some assets to, to keep their operations afloat. Again, if you don't hold it, you don't own it. And so there's some serious problems with this. 39% of the Germans keep it in that setting. Now, at least in this case, you, you know that for the time being, it's likely not a fractional reserve system. If you have every individual German going in there and depositing their gold, it's not like the bank, you know, after hours is going to switch around these gold holdings. And that's that's maybe a little bit far-fetched, especially if people are depositing very specific coins or bars and, and they would realize if they were switching out for other ones. Okay, Still a problematic way, I think, to hold, to hold gold, to hold silver. Now, understand that this isn't going to relate to everyone. <clears throat> There's going to be some investors out there that are, are very, very wealthy, that maybe hold tons of silver or even you know a ton of gold and 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 storing that is difficult in your own physical possession you're, you're putting yourself at risk your family at risk of theft um very difficult if not impossible to insure in many cases i'm sure but i think for a lot of people i think some sort of physical ownership in your own possession or something similar to there to that is is the best option now i remember you know chris duane actually did a video on this recently he said you know for no reason under no circumstances do it does he think you should keep it in your house in your own physical possession in the safe etc you're putting yourself at risk because hey right now we're, we're in a low crime uh, uh paradigm i guess in in the u.s maybe not everywhere but but it's maybe relatively safe but in the future once it becomes much more valuable and and what once this, the economy and, and society kind of breaks down you're putting your life at threat and, and i totally get that you got to be discreet about it and you know, there's something to be said for burying it. He he gave some interesting examples. I encourage you to to, to listen to that. Uh, you know, so it's going to vary from person to person. But again, uh, I trust myself. I would trust my friend, right? Um, I would trust like a family member, right? I would trust burying it, even on public property. I don't I don't know what the legalities of that are, but I would trust that versus buying something like Zetra Gold or GLD or SLV having it stored in a vault or just bringing it to my local bank and, and asking to put it in a safe deposit box. If you don't hold it, you don't own it. And in this case, I, I hate to be devil's advocate here. It's a great story that, hey, look at these Germans stacking gold, but are they? It'd be really interesting to get more data on this of how much of this is actually in physical gold, coins, bars, or in some cases, maybe jewelry, right? Zetra gold, UX gold, GLD, SLV, similar types of, of products, I have a hard time considering that gold. Call it what, what it is, exposure to the gold market, a claim on physical gold. But it's not physical gold. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.